You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 279, A Fresh Perspective on Money. As a pastor, I'm very often confronted with folks that are in crisis, uh, whether it's a marital crisis or an individual in crisis, and so often these crises are related to money. Whether there's an emergency that's come up, and they don't have the money for it, and they feel the stress, or in a marital conflict, there's not enough money to pay the bills, or the money's being um, spent unwisely, they don't have a budget, etc. And and money really is, um, you know, one of those things that, that causes us so much tension. We can't live without it. It's an integral part of our lives. But understanding what God has to say about money and getting a, a biblical perspective on money is very, very important. And what I'm going to do today is I'm actually going to bring you three thoughts from the master himself, Dave Ramsey. Some of this material I'm adapting from him. And uh, in fact, let me jump into our resource highlights because our, our resource highlights, the first one is uh, The Legacy Journey by Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey, if, if you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years and don't know who he is, he is probably the most well-known financial guru in the world today, but he, he teaches finance from a biblical perspective. He is a Christian, and he, he has helped so many people get out of debt and get on a budget and get their money under control and actually take them to a place where their money is working for them. And um, if you haven't heard him, he's got a radio show, he's got podcasts, he's got books. But this book, The Legacy Journey, is a, a phenomenal resource on uh, using our money to create a legacy for our kids, for our grandkids, and for those after us. Uh, but I've also got a second resource highlight today that I'm, I'm excited to kind of throw back out. And it's my novel, my first novel, When the Future Ended. And this was actually the first book in a six-book series, and I really would encourage you to check it out. If you like fast-paced, action, thriller-type books, check out When the Future Ended. And I'm, I'm sharing uh, this resource highlight today, and I'll be mentioning the others as we go along because I'm about to release another novel. Um, it's not in the same series, but there are some of the same characters, and um Listen, the, the thing I hear over and over again is how much people love the story, how much people love the characters, and the fact that the action is so good. And, uh, and of course, you know, there's a romance kind of uh, woven in as well. So make sure you check out The Legacy Journey by Dave Ramsey and When the Future Ended by Me. Well, okay, we're talking about a fresh perspective on money. And one of the things Ramsey says, one of the things he, he kind of talks about in this book is 
the fact that that money really needs to be viewed through uh, three lenses. And the first lens that we need to view our resources through, whether it's our money, whether it's our home, whether it's the money we have in savings, our job, other income we have coming in, everything that we have belongs to God. So the first lens that we're looking through is God's ownership. Everything comes from God. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything it contains. Excuse me. The earth is the Lord and everything it contains. Psalm 24, 1. And, you know, really building our success along the way means that we have to remember we're managing God's resources. You know, this is a, a powerful principle because if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, that's cool. You're, you know, th- these principles will still help you. But if you are a Christian, listen, what we have has been entrusted to us by God. Whether that's our family, um, our job, our very lives, but also our resources. What are we doing with it? Because catch this, as a Christian, we should be living in the light of eternity. And if we're living in the light of eternity, we understand that one day we will give an account to Almighty God about what we did with His stuff, the stuff He entrusted to us. So we've got to be wise with our finances. And you know, the amazing thing about God is He's not going to say, um, what did you do with Bill Gates' fortune? What did you do with Warren Buffett's fortune? No, no, that, that's on them. He's only going to ask about what I did with what he entrusted to me. And if you read in, in, in Matthew 25, just as, as a bit of an aside, if you want to just kind of get into this a little more, read the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 because it's such an insightful parable that Jesus shared with us. Uh, he called, the master called three servants. The master was going on a journey. He called three servants and he gave them amounts of money based on their own gifts and talents. One guy received basically five bags of gold. The other guy received two and the third received one bag of gold. And the master said, listen, I'm going on a long journey. Use this, work with it, invest it, make more until I get back. And when the master returned, the man with five had converted those five bags of gold into ten. The the man with two had converted it into four. And the master praised them. He said, I gave you you a little bit. You've, You've invested it wisely. You've started businesses. You've done whatever. And, you know, you're going to be blessed because of it. But the third servant, he just handed the one bag of gold back. And he said, you know, I was scared. I was scared I'd fail. You know, you're a hard man. And so I just hid the money. And the master was furious. He said, you could have at least put it in the bank and gotten some interest for me. So what are we doing with what God's entrusted to us? Ownership. Everything belongs to God. We're the trustees. And if we got this idea in our heads, it would change everything. It's not that we wouldn't still enjoy the resources God's given to us, but we would probably think twice about some of the things that we do with that money. We would probably think twice about where our money goes. Listen, God's got no problem with you having nice things. God's got no problem with you being blessed and living in a nice house and driving a nice car. But at the same time, 
what are we doing with the other? And how are we allotting it? And how are we allocating it? So God is the owner. That's the first lens we're looking through. The second lens that we're looking through, man, this one's brutal. This is brutal. But you know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey for a length of time, you know that he is... He shares the unvarnished truth. He's the guy who, he, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He tells you like it is. Well, here's the second lens when we're getting a fresh perspective on our money. It's this, magnification. The second lens is magnification. What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. Your money, or let's even take it a step farther. Wealth makes you more of what you are. Wealth makes you more of what you already are, whether good or bad. If you're a jerk with a little money, you'll be a much bigger jerk with a lot of money. But on the other hand, if you're generous now, you'll become even more generous later. You'll become somebody who will look to live, leave a legacy behind with their finances. For you, um, planning your estate and, and thinking down the road, um, you know, giving, being generous, those things will come natural to you. Whatever you are now will be multiplied as you create more money. Now, here's an interesting thought, and I've heard this on, on so many uh, occasions is this idea that, well, you know, I really can't afford to give now. And this is usually in the context of the church or, uh, you know, some other nonprofit setting. Um, I really can't afford to give to the church now. I can't afford to give to missions now. I really can't afford to support that homeless shelter. I really can't afford to support um, children through Compassion International. I, I really can't afford to, you know, help build wells, you know, with, uh, you know, one of the great organizations that does that. But when I get more money, when I get in a better place financially, when I get more well-off, then I'll be more generous. Well, friends, if that's ever been your attitude, you've just been lying to yourself because it doesn't work that way. Remember what we said, God is the owner and we're the trustee. And if we can't be... Uh, responsible, if we can't be trusted with the little that we have now to begin to allot certain percentages to certain good causes, then what makes us think that we've got more, we're automatically going to become more generous. It just doesn't work. And, you know, the sad state of affairs is, you know, we all, you know, joke about winning the lottery, but the reality is most people who win the lottery are broke again within a couple of years. I can't even wrap my head around that. But because there has been no uh, prior planning, there have been no um, commitment to setting money aside, uh, a commitment to saving money, a commitment to giving money, then we can't be surprised that that money blows right through people's fingers. So magnification, wealth makes us more of what we already are. This is a powerful statement. Um, let's cultivate generosity now, wherever we're at on the, the financial spectrum. Let's cultivate generosity now. because and, and, and listen, here's the thing. Sometimes we feel that, oh, well, I'm just not giving much. Listen, look at a percentage. You know, if, if, if nothing else, if you set aside a percentage to give regularly to God's work, or to some other good cause, you know, 
that is very powerful because that over time is going to really set you up for success. So think in terms of a percentage. One of the, the most powerful parables is in, in, in the Gospels where, where Jesus, well, actually it was a, a story. Jesus was watching in the temple and it says he was actually watching the rich people drop in their offerings. That's kind of fascinating, isn't it? The fact that Jesus would kind of stand off to the side and watch as people drop their offerings in the box in the temple. But he says there was an old lady, a, a widow, who, who when everybody else was done, she, she looked around to see if anybody was watching, and she crept up to the offering box because all she had were two small copper coins. And when, when she was sure, there felt certain that no one was watching, she dropped those two coins in. But of course, Jesus was watching, and he called his disciples, and he, he pointed the lady out. He said, you know, she has given more than those rich people that were just dropping in large sums of money. And of course, the disciples were stunned. They're like, what are you talking about, Jesus? She just dropped in like two cents. How was that more? And Jesus said, well, she gave all she had, the percentage, the percentage. And so that's what I challenge you in this area of giving and being generous. Look at a percentage, set a percentage and and, and, and follow it and, and see where it takes you. And then the last lens where we're looking at three lenses to get a proper perspective on money. Um, the final lens is community. We need help staying grounded. And, you know, quality relationships help us make good money decisions. You know, listen, if I just listen to the people that, that, that I was around at work or the people that I was around, you know, at the gym or at the martial arts school or whatever... Man, I would have blown my money on so many crazy schemes. I mean, people always have something. Hey, invest your money in this. Hey, this is great. Hey, I got this new pyramid scheme. Hey, you know, new multi-level marketing thing. Hey, this new stock. Man, I would have blown my money on so many things. But having good quality people around us who um, are living moderate lifestyles, these are the kind of people that I want to run by my, my, my financial uh, questions. These are the people that I want to talk to. Um, you know, fortunately, being in a great local church provides an opportunity to talk to people who are further down the road than I am. People who are business people or entrepreneurs or just maybe they've made better um, decisions with their money. And I can ask how, how they've done it and how they got out of debt and how they do different things. And look, this is powerful. Are you in that kind of a community yourself? Do you have people around you? And, you know, during these difficult days um, of, you know, we're this is in August of 2020, you know, we're still in uh, the coronavirus scare, the pandemic, and, you know, many churches haven't opened back up yet. People are still isolated and people are having financial issues. And, you know, having people around, I've noticed so many of my friends posting messages on Facebook just saying, listen, if you're having trouble, if you're out of work, if your salary's been cut because of the pandemic or you're struggling to make your house payment, just send me a private message and we'll help you. And I thought, you know, that's just, that's beautiful. That's what community does. Community takes care of each other. So let's, let's put ourselves in a good community. Solid community keeps us sane while everything else around us seems to go crazy. Boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? So just a quick recap. We're looking, we're looking at some fresh perspectives on money, and we're looking at three lenses. The first lens that we should look at our money through is God's ownership. He owns it all. 
we will give an account for what we do with the resources he's given us. The second one is magnification. Our finances magnify us. The more of what we have makes us the more of what we are. The more of what we have makes us the more more of what we are, whether good or bad. And then the final lens is community to help us stay grounded, to help us make good decisions, to um, give us a perspective. You know, there's something about living in a community where you see people that you know are financially well off, and yet they're living a moderate lifestyle. Listen, that's good to emulate those kinds of people and to, to follow that kind of, kind of living and those kinds of decisions. Well, friends, I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on these important points? Go to davidspell.com, leave me a message or a comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just drop your email address in the box at the upper right corner and you will get my, my blog and this podcast every week. It'll just come right into your inbox. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next week, this is David Spell at Leading and Learning.